0: You are listening to a podcast from Influence Church. We hope it encourages and empowers you to make a difference in your world for the kingdom of God. For any more information, visit our website, influencechurch.co.uk. Enjoy the message. So for those of you that don't know me, you're blessed. But apart from that, um, so my name's Ian. Uh I have to remind myself of that because I have spent my entire working life never being called by my name. Because for um teen years I was a teacher. I used to I was a science teacher. There's a journey from a science anyway, yeah, never mind. Um, and I was occasionally an IT teacher, and I was saying to Gail, if you had been a Windows machine, I'd have fixed it for you. But I've got no ideas on Macs or whatsoever. So don't don't come to me for Max. Um, so I was a teacher and then did that for 18 years, was it there 18-ish yeah, long time. Uh, then I did 12 years in church ministry. Uh, if you want to do the maths you'll work out I'm um, old. Oh. Um, uh, I did 12 years in church ministry and now I'm coming up to my nearly second year uh, in ministry so I've been sir, I've been pastor and I'm now padre.
1: Nobody calls
0: me Ian. So if you want to call me Ian and cheer me up, you'll confuse me because I won't know who you're talking to. Um, but that, that's who I am. That's my background. Uh, and I wear this on a day-to-day basis. These are the green pyjamas, as we call them. It's, it's not fancy dress, honest. You didn't miss that memo. There will be a purpose for this, uh, I hope. I was going to say you'll see it, but you won't. Um, uh, so all my videos and all my clever visuals are gone, which is fine. Uh, so I am your only visual aid for this evening. I'm really sorry. Um, I wonder how you feel when somebody talks about authority. Authority. How do you feel when somebody says, oh, I've got authority, or you've got authority? And, and we react differently depending on who we are. Some of us react really badly to authority. We kick against it, and we push against it. And let's be honest, when we were teenagers... And some people are still very close to that in the room. When we were teenagers, we all reacted really badly to authority, didn't we? We just found any and every excuse to go, nope, I'm doing the opposite, whatever it is. Authority causes us challenges. And there's good reason for this, because not everybody who has authority handles it well. So there was... Military story, a couple of military stories for you. There was this very young second lieutenant. Second lieutenant is the rank, instead of having three of these, you get one. And it's what you get when you're straight out of Sandhurst, very wet behind the ears, but you think you know everything. Uh, just like a teenager. Anyway, um, it was his first day at unit, and, and he, he got to the, the vending machine, and he wanted a Coke, he was still a young guy. And he realized he'd only got a 20. And this isn't a 20 PB, this is a 20 PB, I know. It must have been a cavalry officer, you know, and he came in 20s. And he sees this young young squadie. He said, he said to him, have you got change for 20? Oh, I think so. And then he goes, wait, 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 Don't you know who I am? You know, treat me with the authority. And so, so the young squad, no sir. Don't abuse your authority. Don't abuse your authority. And the other story, which we were gonna have a video on this, But we're not, so I'll tell you a brief phrase. American aircraft carriers are big. You've noticed, yeah? They are very large. And when when they sail, they don't sail by themselves. They sail with a whole flotilla of other craft to protect them. So this one, the second largest aircraft carrier in in the American Navy, was sailing off. And this blip comes on the front radar screen. Blip! So the captain of the ship... Radio, unidentified oh, no, vessel, please steer 15 degrees port. Message to come back. You steer 15 degrees starboard. I am the USS Nimitz, the second largest aircraft carrier, the second largest vessel in the US, uh, US Navy. I would recommend that you steer 15 degrees to full. I might get the ports on starboards wrong at this point. now. Sorry, can't do that. You, you move 15 degrees starboard. Do you know how, who I am? Do you know how long it takes to turn an aircraft carrier? I'm no part from the aircraft carrier with six supporting uh, CFX vessels plus two submarines. I don't care. I'm a lighthouse. Don't try and play the authority card when you don't know who you're playing it to. Be very careful. Be very careful. For those of us in the room who don't like authority... And I'm not going to ask the show of hands at this point, because we're all good non-conformists, aren't we? Yeah. So I've got some bad news, though. God really likes authority. Jesus likes authority. The Holy Spirit likes authority. And the Bible likes authority. So, um, playing trump cards early, authority. Okay? It's important. Jesus says in Matthew 5, 17-19, Do not think that I come to abolish the law, authority, or the prophets. I did not come to abolish, but to fulfill. For truly I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not the smallest letter or stroke shall pass from the law until it is accomplished. Whoever then annuls one of the least of the commands and teaches others to do the same shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever keeps and teaches them, he shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. See, the Bible is authoritative. I can nearly say that. I should have practiced that one. The Bible is authoritative. Where we disagree with the Bible, it's us that's wrong. Sorry, it's us that is wrong, and we need to come under the conviction of the Holy Spirit and be challenged about our preconceptions. The Bible is authoritative. 2 Timothy, all Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that all God's people, all God's people, may be thoroughly equipped, why? For every good work. You want to do good stuff? You want to serve in the kingdom of God? Put yourself under his authority. Put yourself under the authority of Scripture. Put yourself under the authority of the Holy Spirit and then then see what will happen. It's all about the authority of him, not us, but him. Put yourself under the authority of the Scripture. Jesus, as we know, encountered many, many, many who questioned his authority. And I'm not going to go into detail but he dealt with them quite severely. He he didn't give them much shrift. Short shrift was you know. He called them all sorts of fairly strong terms. He didn't mince his words. You know. I always do. You get this at Christmas. You know. Jesus meek and mild. Have you read the scriptures? <laughs> Jesus was not meek. He was powerful in word and deed. All right. He was loving absolutely. He gave himself for us. Absolutely, but meek? Mm. Yeah, just challenge on that, because that's not... He loves us, but he sets standards. He sets his standards. He dealt with them. Tonight, if the screens were working, we would be reading uh, about one who recognized Jesus' authority and understood it, really understood it, So, we finally, after I don't know how long I've been going, probably too long, gonna get into a month in Matthew. And so, I'm gonna read from Matthew 8. Those of you that have got Bibles or your phones, wow! Tech team, you're amazing. You may give yourselves a round of applause. (laughs) Matthew 8, verses 5 to 13. Can you do that? Or is that a rich far, then? Hey! And he goes, and that one, come, and he comes. I say to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed and said to those following him, truly I tell you, I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. I say to you that many will come from east and west and will take their place at the feast of, with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the subjects of the kingdom will be thrown outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus said to the centurion, go, let it be done just as you believed it would. And his servant was healed at that very hour. Awesome story. Awesome story. My title is Authority for Faith. Authority for, I wrestled with the title for quite a long time. It's authority for faith. Our faith comes from the, the authority that Jesus has. And this is, hopefully, we'll unpack this. So this passage has many amazing things. And we could do all sorts of sermons about this passage. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to just major on this idea of authority and faith tonight. A little bit of background just to help the non-military folk amongst us, um, which is probably most of us. Um, Well done. (laughs) Um, Centurion was a commanding officer of about, guess how many? A hundred. Bleh. Clues in the title, Centurion, yeah. Um, So he's the equivalent in the modern British army of a company commander or a squadron leader. We got the picture of rank slides. No, yeah, okay. So uh, coming up on the screen, that no, that's that's, that's legionnaires. No, not that one. Ranks, ranks, lights. If you haven't got it, it, doesn't matter. No, no, it doesn't matter. Anyway, so a, uh, a squadron leader or company commander doesn't have these. He has a small crown. Right, the major. All right, I'm only a captain. Um, and they, company commanders fought directly to the colonel of the regiment. The regiment is the smallest sort of autonomous unit that we have within the army. The split into four squadrons, or four companies, usually the HQ, HQ element and then the fighting troops. So there's four majors, each in the old days with the, with the Romans of about 100 each, slightly smaller in the modern army. But that's who you're looking at. So you've got about, you, you're quite a, a serious bigwig. And in terms of the Roman legions, the legionnaire, the centurion, was... Really, the backbone made everything happen. Um, I, th- I thought my wife was challenging me there. She, she was just pushing her glasses up. That's fine. <sighs> all, all, always, always a worry when, the, when, when Justine starts to challenge. <sighs> she, she often says it until you get home, but I thought she was going to have a go here. But never mind. Anyway, whew, good. Okay, so the, so the centurion was the backbone of the army at that time. Uh, there's a little side note. This story is really important to us. Really important to us. Why? Part because the fact I said so, it's in the Bible. The fact it's in the Bible makes it a good good thing. Uh, But the fact is, the centurion, being a Roman, is not a Jew. Okay, he's not a Jew. Jesus is going, actually, your faith is so good, you can be part of the kingdom. This is the start. This is the start of you and I as Gentiles being Invited in, included into the kingdom of God. See, Judaism had got it wrong. We were always supposed to be included. They were supposed to be a light unto the Gentiles. But they forgot that bit, unfortunately. So Jesus had to come and sort it out. But this passage here is the start, the real positive start of us being included and that the message is not just for the Jews, but for the Gentiles. We are part of the family of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Anyway, despite my earlier stories of misappropriating authority in the military, the military is actually really good at authority. And it's very good at discipline. We tend to do it quite well. We have what's called a chain of command. Orders go down, information comes up. Unless you're Padre. So if this is the chain of command here, I stand over here. I'm completely separate to the chain of command. They just come and ask me, what do they think? or I go, poke the colonel in the chest and go, I'm not sure that's a good idea, colonel. Which is really quite an honour, but challenging as well. So that's, yeah. So um, in terms of, and I'm also a non-combatant. So you know those terrorists that I was supposed to be guarding you against? Uh-uh. Not me. Non-combatant. <laughs> so as a result of what I just said, the centurion, remember we're talking about centurion, he gets authority. He understands authority, probably better than most of us in this room, because he lives with authority. He receives orders. He passes on orders. He deals with discipline. He does all of that on a day-to-day basis. That's his job. He gets authority. No surprise there. What is the surprise is the authority that he assigns to Jesus. He sees Jesus, he's heard some of the stories about Jesus, I'm sure, at this point. And he sees that Jesus gets his authority directly from God. Nowhere else, directly from God. And this leads to him and his faith. He sees the authority, he has faith. And he simply says, just say the word. Just say the word. Does this sound familiar? Genesis, John 1. The beginning was, and God spoke, and it was. That's all he needs to do. That's how powerful Jesus is. He just needs to speak, and the whole situation changes. That's the God that we serve, that's the one we follow. But Jesus is astonished. He's astonished at this in his humanness, at this level of insight. Jesus recognized. That the centurion has understood, completely understood, who he is. And so Jesus acknowledges him to the crowd and, as a result, encourages their faith to grow as well. Because he just says, well done, you've sussed it, go home, your servant's healed, that's who I am. See this? That's who I am. Jesus is saying to the crowd, he's got it, why haven't you? That's the implication. He got it, he's a Roman! You're Jews, you've got the Bible, you've got know, the Old Testament, you've got all of this information, all the prophets, and you haven't sussed it. He's got it. Come on. Get with the plot. Get with the plot. Our faith, yours, mine, needs to be rooted in Jesus and rooted in who Jesus is. Who Jesus is. Um, So, you ready for this? This is just a quick list of who Jesus is, and you can get excited if you want to. He is the Son of God. He is the Creator of the universe. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the Saviour of the world. He is the Prince of Peace. He is the Lamb of God. I don't see much excitement yet, I'm surprised. He is the Light of the world. He is the Bread of Life. He is the Good Shepherd. He is the Holy One. He is the Head of the Church. Sorry, Ben. He's the Head of the Church. He is the Great I Am What else do you need? Come on. This is the God that we worship. He's Jesus and he's all of those things and he loves you. He loves you and he wants to give you that authority that he's got to handle the situations that's going on in your life because he loves you. Not because you're clever, not because you're good looking, not because you're rich, but because he loves you and he died for you. Simple as that. Everything else side issues, he's the one from whom authority flows. Jesus said in Matthew 17, Because you have so little faith, truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. And he said this to his disciples. They've done their preaching monotheism, They've gone out. They've gone out as the 12. They've gone out with the 70. They've done all sorts of things. And now they're failing to drive out a demon. Just the one. Not a legion of them, just the one. And they're all failing to drive out this demon. And the reason is that they got a bit big for their boots. They'd been out on this ministry, and they thought they'd got, they'd got it cracked. They'd got it sussed. Oh, even the demons fleeing. They were thinking that they had authority. And Jesus had to remind them that the authority comes from him. Faith in the authority of Jesus. If we try to fight a battle in our own strength, guess what? We lose. We lose. We are not good enough. We're not big enough. We're not strong enough. We're not capable enough of fighting those spiritual battles, of dealing with all of that. But in Jesus, because of his authority, because he's the son of God, because he's the saviour of the world, because he's the I am, because he's the Alpha and the Omega, and all of those other things that we've just talked about. We win because he wins. He wins, we win, we have authority because of him. Are, are the band coming back? Is that okay? Anytime you're ready, man. At this point, Thank you. There's a very famous passage in Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 6. And it's much loved of evangelicals all over the place because it it gives us an excuse to talk about spiritual warfare. And being just as I am, I thought I might just mention it. Um, And it says this, Finally be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armour of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, and against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Don't hate people. They're just being used by the evil one. Remember that. Therefore, put on the full armour of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth, buckled around your waist, with a breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the the word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. Did you notice what the shield is? The shield is the shield of faith. And where do we get faith from? Because of Jesus' authority. Authority gives us faith. Yeah, so guess what? The shield of faith is Jesus. It's his authority that he puts out the flaming arrows. He fights for us. He wins the battle. He is the one who is in control. I don't know if you spotted that. I was really excited when I saw that. Psalm 91. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest, will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Where are you dwelling? Where are you dwelling tonight? Are we seeking the shelter of the Almighty in all things? All things? Or do we just dwell there for some of the things and we go and dwell somewhere else? The pub, work, the internet, for other things. See, if we dwell fully with the Lord, then we will be overcomers. We will be, we will be victorious because he promises that we will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. The victory is cure. secure. So tonight, brothers, sisters, do you need a breakthrough? Do you need a breakthrough? Do you need a breakthrough in finance? Do you need a breakthrough in health? In relationships? In your job situation? In your family situation? Your mental health? Your mental welfare? Whatever it is, do you need a breakthrough tonight? Is your faith truly in the one with authority? I'm going to invite you all to stand and I'm going to pray for all of us because this applies to all of us that we would receive new understanding of the authority of Jesus. And when that's finished and the band starts playing thank you band sneaking up there without noticing. If anybody wants personal prayer for any of those issues then come forward to either probably that side of the, the stage and I'm sure that there'll be people to pray and to lay hands on and to claim that victory in your life. So let's, let's pray together now and then the band will come and worship and you can come forward with prayer. So Father, I want to thank you. I want to thank you that we stand tonight in your power, in your authority, knowing that you are the one true God, that Lord, you did it all for us, that Lord, as we come and seek and dwell in you, put our trust in you, make you number one that, Lord, all of these things, these trappings, these challenges of the earth pale into insignificance. So, Lord, remind us of these things. Fill us afresh with your Spirit tonight, that we may truly be your people, and your kingdom would come in this place, and this place would see revival, and would see your, 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 your house full to bursting. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And all God's people said, Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Influence Church. For any more information, visit our website, influencechurch.co.uk Influence Church, empowering you to make a difference in your world for the kingdom of God.